23 minutes to nine. What does a Trump win mean and how divided is the United States? Marshall Goldsmith is an executive coach. He's an author. He's worked with the head of the World Bank and Fortune 500 CEOs. He's been at the epicentre of power in the United States for decades. Marshall Goldsmith's in Australia at the moment. He's speaking at a conference on the leadership revolution, as it turns out. Marshall Goldsmith, good morning to you. Thank you so much for calling me. How divided is the USA and what does a Trump win mean? Well, I'd say reasonably divided. Uh, I think the Trump win is very parallel to Brexit. I was in London before Brexit, and to me, it's shockingly similar to what happened. Everyone was against Brexit, both of the political parties, all the celebrities, all the media. It passed anyway. In the States, both parties were against Trump. The Republicans were against Trump. The Democrats were against Trump, and all media was against Trump. He won anyway. I think what it is, it's really very parallel. It's people who feel they've been disrespected for years, talked down to, considered to be idiots by the you know more intellectual group in the country. And this is their way of saying, screw you. You've been uh, involved at the highest levels of Fortune 500 companies. In a way, then, you and the people you work with are the problem rather than the solution is one way of looking at this. Well, yeah, I I have been a great winner in the world of globalization. Seventy percent of my work is outside the U.S., and I won on globalization. I, you know, I, I understand the positive side of it. I wasn't a factory worker who got laid off. On the other hand, I'm from the small state of Kentucky which was the number one state in terms of margin for Trump. And I know how those people feel. I know how those people feel. They're very angry. They feel they've been talked down to. And yeah, they do see the, the elite as the enemy. So what do you think will change, not just at the White House, but amongst the elite, the people, as you say, that you've been working with and particularly in Wall Street? Well, I think to start with, there was supposed to be the business world was going to come to an end. The stock price went down 800 points. I think it's already up 200 today. So I think the impact on business is going to be reasonably minimal. Number two, globalization, although I understand how it's been very painful for people and they've been lied to, I don't think there's anything anybody's going to do about globalization. It's a power that's bigger than any one person or even one country. So I don't think that's going to change a lot. I think what hopefully would happen is at least some people that have never been heard from will be listened to on the positive side. Hopefully that will happen. I have no idea, but that's my hope. Well, if they're listened to, what the people listening do what as a consequence? What will change? Well, I think what could change, and again, I'm saying will change. What could change is just, uh, number one, is just the basic tone of talking about people. And number two, being more inclusive in terms of trying to to get everyone involved, Uh, especially I'll tell you what I think will change more than the Republicans is the Democrats, because the Democrats learned a lesson here. They learned what they were doing is not working. In the United States, the governorships have all gone to the Republicans. The state legislature is controlled by the Republicans. The House, the Senate, the president, and soon the Supreme Court are all going to be controlled by the Republicans. So I think what's going to change in America and leadership is the Democrats, because they're going to have to say, wait a minute, we're, what are we doing wrong here? We've got to start reaching out to some people or we're going to keep getting killed. 
Okay, the Democrats are not irrelevant, but they're not the people who are pulling the levers of power. So the Republicans are the ones who get the chance to actually implement some of their policies. We're already seeing that, for instance, uh, the share market valuation of car companies has significantly lifted because of a weakening, a perceived weakening of the EPA, emission control laws, and the uh, arrival of climate sceptics and the like into positions of power in the Trump administration. We're going to see a massive... Of increase, we're told, by President-elect Trump in infrastructure spending, if necessary, yep. fueled by debt. We're going to see an increase in expenditure in the military-industrial machine and armaments manufacturers, yep. and he says that won't yep. be done offshore. It'll be done internally. Does America actually have the capacity to deliver on all, all these extravagant promises? I, I doubt it. I mean, how many presidents have ever delivered on all their extravagant provinces? If he did, he would probably be one of the first. So I'm not exactly holding my breath on that one. Uh, on the other hand, he would hardly be unusual. The other thing is, I, I'm not a great believer in this is going to be the end of the world, because the president of the United States is very powerful, but they don't have unlimited power. They still have to get everything through the House. They have to get everything through the Senate. and So there is a check and balances system that will kind of keep things a little bit less extreme than you might think. And on other issues other than the business side of things, Marshall Goldsmith, uh, uh, the progressive policies in particular of Obama and uh, American uh, progressive policies on civil rights, on women's rights, on race relations, and I've mentioned the environment already, I'm just assuming that a lot of those things are in fact just going to be put in the, put in the cupboard and the door firmly padlocked shut. I doubt it. No, I totally disagree. I think there will be very little impact on civil rights, very little impact on women's rights. I think where you will see is impact on environmental issues. The other two, I think you'll see zero impact. Uh, Trump is not particularly anti-gay, for example. I think you'll see zero impact on that. He's not going to try to overturn gay marriage. Um, I think you'll see almost no impact on any of those things. Well, it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see what happens, um, whether business, in fact, tempers some of its uh, um, job-cutting activities is going to be absolutely crucial to whether or not Donald Trump is able to satisfy those who have installed him. So just finally, are you optimistic on that front, that business will accept the agenda and implement it? Uh, mixed. I think business has to do business, and they have shareholders, and they have to return investment. Let me give you one good thing, though, because you only haven't mentioned any positives. Let me give you one good thing about what he believes in, that America should not be the policeman of the world. I agree. You know, I'm tired of being the policeman of the world. And as an American citizen, you know, I'm, I'm tired of that somehow we have to be in all these wars and the policemen of the world and all that stuff. You know, I think we should stop that. So that's one, that's one thing I hope changes in a positive way. I'm not sure it will, but I hope it does. Well, fascinating. Thank you indeed. Marshall Goldsmith, who is uh, a top-selling author and executive coach. He's worked with Fortune 500 CEOs and the World Bank and others, speaking at Australian Industry Group event on the Leadership Revolution in on Monday, speaking to us just before that conference gets underway after the weekend. 16 minutes to nine. Well, your calls, your texts right through the morning. There's the Friday wrap coming up a little later this morning, and I'm looking forward to your well, distillation of the momentous events that have happened this week. 1300 222 774.